We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know, you never question Josh Allen's toughness. Right. I mean, that's not... That's never an issue. So, but I, I think that, that that is what's helped him work through this injury in the way that he has. And each week he's gotten a little bit better to the point where, you know, he wasn't throwing in practice at first, then he was throwing, and now he's throwing on a little bit more of a regular basis as the schedule uh, allows. Welcome back, Hour Two Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell. Evan DePasquale on the board as we are getting you ready. Bills, Dolphins, but we've been distracted by this Buffalo Sabres team and how awesome that they have been, how amazing one certain player has been, and I think that way is the best segue I'm going to get to uh, being able to introduce the best nickname for the player in third in points. Uh, so Anthony Skandra of Expected Buffalo joining us now on the West Her Hotline as uh, I begin my Tage for MVP crusade. Hey Derek, thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate hey, it. It's it's been a bit. So I, I think it's time to start talking about our favorite dinosaur. I think so. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's dive right in. Let's dive right in here. And uh so Anthony, of course. The biggest thing about this Sabres team being exactly where we all thought that they would be, which would be fighting for a playoff spot, not sure if they would make it uh, when it came to the start of the year. Here they are, five points out of a playoff spot, goaltending steadied up in the last couple of games, but this team is in absolute buzzsaw with the most goals for in the league, and it starts with one man. Yeah, I mean, Tage Thompson has lit the league on fire, and, and you know it. It's great that it's coming pretty much immediately after the Sabres gave him a very long-term and, and lucrative extension for a guy who, you know, really only had one productive season under his belt, right? Um, I think there was a lot of mixed reviews uh, from the fan base in general on that deal, and now <laughs> it's it's looking like one of the biggest bargains uh, in hockey. So, yeah, it's been, been a huge year for him. Obviously, he's second in the league, or third in the league in points and, and second in goals. Um, he's been unstoppable, right? And, and, you know, part of part of the maybe concern is that after last year, teams were going to start to figure out, like, oh, okay, this guy's not a fringe NHLer anymore. He, he's the real deal. We need to hone in on him. And some of that production was going to go away, but just the opposite has happened. I think he's on pace for uh, something crazy, like 44 more points than last year, which is just nuts. And it's nuts in another sense, Anthony, because of the fact that he was already looking like he had taken that step last year, and he just goes uh, Billy Mays style, but wait, there's more. <laughs> so 
Uh, it's not just him, though. Of course, like this team has scores all around. They're the only team in the league with six or more skaters that have 10 or more goals this year. And, of course, Thompson with that 24. But his line mates in Tuck and Skinner. And, of course, the, uh, the Legion of Zoom with Dylan Cousins having 11. Uh, that second line, though, really has been one of the biggest cases of depth that this team has been searching for for the better part of a decade. Yeah, the 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 kid line as they've been lovingly dubbed, right? I, I mean, what a fantastic trio of guys! Um, and it all starts with Dylan Cousins. I mean, he's on pace to m- more than double his point output from last year. He he's third on the team in expected goals for at, at almost fifty four percent. There was some, let's say, apprehension about Cousins' uh, potential as a, as a long term second line center, and he's done everything to silence that and more. Um, And we actually talked about this on the uh, Expected Buffalo podcast this week uh, with myself and Chad. I brought up a question to Chad saying, is he the second best player from the 2019 draft now? And it it takes a minute to answer that question, right? In my opinion, he is. It's obviously very close. I think Jack Hughes is kind of head and shoulders the number one. But you can make a strong argument for Dylan Cousins as the second best player from that draft. And he is having a breakout campaign and then some. And it was something that we were all able kind of to see a little bit coming here because we don't live under rocks uh, because of the fact that, you know, the expected goals for for him at the end of last season was looking like he was just getting unlucky. And here we go. Uh, Cousins breakout is not as much of a surprise if you if you were able to read between the lines like you guys have been able to help us with. Yeah, I mean, it's a twofold thing in, in Cousins' case, right, where offensively his expected goals for numbers were very good last year. However, he wasn't finishing. His finishing impacts were, were very bad, right? Um, he was snake bit to a degree, and uh, he, he, he wasn't shooting as much as he should have been. Then as you saw, though, as the year went on, his propensity to take shots was increasing, and subtly his defensive game was, all year was basically on an upward trajectory, right? Well, now you've got both of those things that are kind of coming to fruition here, and now the finishing is there, and he's got two rookie line mates who, wow, there has been just no adjustment period at all for either of them. I I think it took Quinn three rough games at the beginning of the year, and then a complete, you know, switch or flip of the switch rather. Um, He's been outstanding. Uh, He he make he has a very strong case for rookie of the year. I think if he continues to, to produce points, which Unfortunately, that's kind of what the Calder Trophy is based on, rookie with the most points, right? So um, if that offensive production continues, though, he's he's got a case for it right there with Owen Power. So, um, yeah, that whole line, I mean, J.J. Paterka being the third best player on that line is crazy because he's, you know, he's pacing out to almost 60 points as a rookie. It's just, it's everything you could have wanted, right? When's the last time the Sabres had two complete top lines, right? A complete top six in their forward group. Uh, maybe the last time they made the playoffs. Anthony, it's Kyle. This will be the first time we'll be talking, so I wanted to say hi and introduce hi, myself. And uh, it was—it's been nice to talk to you so far. I have a question for you. Uh, with Jeff, so Jeff Skinner's supposed to come back tonight. He's done with the suspension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how how did you uh, how did you see Tage or Tage Thompson, Casey Middlestat performing in that top line while uh, Jeff was out? How was he doing? Yeah, nothing uh, nothing too detrimental. Obviously, they weren't quite as impactful without Skinner and and you know you're talking about the guy who has the most goals for on ice goals for per 60 on the team right I think he might be second in the league in that regard yeah he's second to Matthew Kachuk in the entire league right so you're gonna have 
uh, some downturn in play when you lose a guy like that. that. That's just inevitable, right? But the good news is you've got line mates in Tuck and Thompson who I don't think there's many players on this team who wouldn't you know, succeed to a degree, right, uh, alongside the two of them. So um, I thought Casey acquitted himself nicely. Um, I, I think everybody at this point uh, has been kind of banging the table for him to at least at minimum, right, be separated from Victor Olsson because we know they don't work well together. Uh, and I think you saw both of them benefit from that, honestly, over these last few games, um, Middlestead in particular. So we'll see how Granado kind of readjusts here with Skinner back in the lineup. I'll be interested to see what his line combinations look like if he if he does put Middlestead right back with Olofsson uh, or if he kind of continues to separate them, right, to see what that uh, kind of produces for him. So. But no, to answer your question, yeah, I thought he did fine. I don't, I don't think there was any kind of like millennium fall. And then the good news in, in over these last couple of games, which is really interesting, the bottom six is actually, in terms of expected goals for right, um, has performed really, really well and, and kind of almost bailed out the top six who wasn't quite as productive as they had been over these last two. So um, in terms of expected goals, obviously they've been racking up points like crazy on the power play and, and all kinds of stuff, right? So. Um, but, yeah, really, really interesting question, and, and I think that was something a lot of people were going to have eyes on when, when Jeff Skinner went down because I think <laughs> pretty much everybody thought it was going to be middle stat to, to fill in, and, no, he did fine. Nothing nothing too detrimental at all. Anthony Scandro of Expected Buffalo joining us on the West Her Hotline. Anthony, uh, you mentioned the bottom six, and I think it's a good time as any to bring up uh, how impactful the waiver pickup of Tyson Jost has been for this team. It's been huge, yeah. Um, it's funny. I was talking to uh, Kevin on Twitter, which is NT writer to to some of you, um, and his his uh, wording on this was was probably my favorite description. He he got a taste of what the bus smelled like, and he he decided that he was going to kind of flip the switch, right? Because you know when you get waved, that might have been a wake up call for him because his numbers in Minnesota were not good. Um, I, I mean abysmal really uh since he got acquired and they tried him in a myriad of different uh deployment circumstances they had him with scoring wingers they had him on a defensive line right and and nothing was really working so um the Sabres took a flyer and it's worked out uh you know while I think his his best work has come alongside um Oposo and Gergensen's uh, he's he's done just fine being moved up the lineup too so uh, good for Tyson Jost. He, he's a high-energy player. He, the effort is never in question with him. Uh, he's always flying around, and he's dangerous. You know, for for a team that kind of predicates its offense on counter rush, he's one of their better four checkers. Right? He's better at establishing that cycle and, and almost being like a like a changeup almost. Uh, you know, when they get when that line gets deployed. So he's been really interesting. Uh, you know, it's been I think eleven games now, and yeah, he's been impressive. So it seems like we keep moving further down the depth chart with our questions. I'm going to go to a minor question I have for you about the trade the Sabres and Stars made on Thursday. And it's kind of a two-parter. Uh, the first one is, if what if you what do you know, if anything, about the right shot defense when they, they acquired Ciccone from Dallas? It seems like a especially a handedness they need on the blue line. And the second part, I guess, is did things sour without Laxanen at all? Well, so to start with Ciccone, right, he's, uh, you know, I mean, Laxanen was, was a healthy scratch, you know, at this point. Um, it didn't really seem like he was part of the Sabres' future plans, and that's why, the, you know, they, they traded him for a – he's an AHL veteran at this point. I mean, he's 25 years old, um, so he's, he's probably not a, a future NHLer. So they made a trade to, to bolster Rochester's blue line. Um, 
for a guy with obviously a less, well, let's say, ceiling potential, though I don't think Laxanen's defensive game has developed at all, right, to, to give him a real shot here. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an upgrade for Rochester. It, it stinks to kind of see a former, you know, third-round pick in, in Laxanen not work out, you know, and especially coming out of Finland, he had such um, high praise and his offensive game was, was very good over there. Uh, the rest of it just never came together. And, you know, it's too bad. I don't know if the relationship soured, but I just think his development stalled and they kind of okay. cut their losses and at least, you know, brought someone in who could help the Amherst. Anthony Scandra, expected Buffalo, joining us here on the Western Hotline. Anthony, uh, we got to turn a little bit here to the attention, of course, to, um, well, the Sabres called up the defenseman in Jeremy Davies and, oh, hey, Jacob Bryson's on IR now. Um, first of all, the woes with the injuries to defense between both the Bills and Sabres continue this year. And uh, secondly, uh, when it comes to the defensive core, though, uh, this might be possibly better news, though, regarding Owen Power. Yeah, I think when that uh, call-up happened, because the Bryson uh, announcement to IR was never announced. It, it, it wasn't, not formally at least, right? So um, everyone was kind of left speculating as to why Davies got called up and with power kind of tweaking himself before that Colorado game. Uh, I think, I think that, that, you know, it was a little dark cloud there. Like, Oh no, is he, is he out for some time? But that doesn't appear to be the case, which is obviously good news. Um, you don't want to see anyone get hurt or put on IR. So, you know, speedy recovery to Jacob Bryson, but uh, losing your second best defenseman would have been a pretty significant blow, especially as this team is kind of gaining momentum here and, and inching closer to this kind of playoff conversation. And, even if they don't make it, and even if you want to call this a development year, right, I think part of that development, it, it, it's so critical to have this group of young guys play out a full season where they have, or at least close to it, right, where they have something to play for. You know, I, I think I think there, there's a, you know, a common misconception here that, that development and, and pushing for the playoffs has to be a mutually exclusive thing. Those can happen in tandem, and I think that's what everyone should be wanting for this team, not just because we miss playoff hockey that we haven't seen in 12 years right but because that's what better environment to develop your culture your 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 mindset you know this young team getting a taste of what it's like to compete this early i mean it's the antithesis of of the last kind of cultural issue you had in the organization uh, under jason botterill so um I, I think it's a great thing to keep trying to win games. I think that's why fans are, are hungry for things like, you know, when Mike Riley was waived, they, they wanted a claim there because the defense was decimated. They were in the midst of a seven-game losing streak, and, and they wanted reinforcements, right? So, um, But, again, not losing Owen Power is, is a big, big deal because, you know, a lot of the Sabres' offense has kind of been predicated off of uh, Darlene and Power, their respective pairings, uh, facilitating the, the counter-rush, which, again, the Sabres are very much a counter-rush team. You mentioned waivers. How impactful do you think a claim would have been a week ago ago of Ely Tolvanen from Nashville? Uh, yeah, in Tolvanen's case, um, I wasn't really that interested in him, especially because you just got Jost, and, and um, I think the Sabres have enough guys with that skill set. Actually, they're, they're scratching one on, you know, pretty regularly in Rasmus Asplund, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a com- he was a comparable player to Asplund, and and while he you know he's mostly on the wing, Jost as well. Um, so I, I think it would have been a redundancy, especially on a team that already has something of a logjam of veteran forwards. You got Henestrosa, Asplund, Gergesen, Zoposo, right? I think you have enough guys there with that um, similar skill set, uh, similar impacts. Where I don't know that w- that would have been that valuable of an add. 
Um, but he's a good player. I mean, he, he did get claimed, I believe. So uh, Seattle, yeah. You know, yeah, Seattle. Okay, so no, he, he's a decent player. I just think he would have represented something of a redundancy here. A little bit of a luxury good, possibly even. So, uh, mm-hmm. but back to the defense, and I mean, of course, Rasmus Dahlin, uh becoming that dude that we all envision. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, that was halfway through last year where we were starting to really see the ascent of the number one overall pick in Dahlin. And you mentioned it in a little bit of uh, of a snippet about power, about how well this offense runs through him, even though the point production's not really there right now. Yeah, and that's that's part of it too, right? The the points are are probably, I mean, almost certainly going to come for him. Um, One of the things that, you know, Chad and I mentioned on our podcast this week is that he doesn't shoot very often, right? And it's it's not because he's afraid to or, or he's apprehensive to do so. He is more interested as a player in letting a play develop, right? I think for a 19-year-old defenseman, he is one of the most patient players I've ever seen, right? It gets to the point where, you know, he he doesn't always make the obvious kind of pass, right? Like to to your open man, you know, when you're trying to break out and, and stuff like that. And he holds it for a while, and it almost gives you a little anxiety as a viewer until you realize what he's doing, right? He's waiting for the rest of the play to develop, and oh, wow, he just did something even better with the puck because he took that extra second to, to think about it, right? So his hockey IQ is, is really off the charts, and, you know, you're seeing it in his offensive metrics. His expected goals for as a rookie defenseman is uh, I mean, it's like 95th percentile in the entire league among blue liners, right? So he's fantastic. Um, again, he's, he's a perfect fit for this counter-rush system. Um, are there things to clean up defensively? Of course. He's he's a 19-year-old defenseman. That, that That's par for the course, right? But um, everything he's done in transition and, and in the offensive cycle way offsets any kind of, you know, growing pains he's had defensively. So he's been huge, um, very much living up to his uh, draft status. Allegedly fake journalist Anthony Scandra joining us on the Western Hotline. Uh, as uh, as we continue talking about the Sabres, they play against the Coyotes tonight. And Anthony, another thing, though, about this team, obviously one of the more frustrating things throughout the season has been its goaltending. And mm-hmm. one of the things that hopefully might be seeing better days, especially with the last two games where Craig Anderson posed himself a 40-save shutout, and, of course, UPL playing relatively well against the defending cup champions in Colorado to start the road trip. So, Anthony, when it comes to the goaltending, though, it's one of the most unpredictable things in the league and in in its game itself. Uh, But overall, how do you think this, uh, this tandem is going so far, and when they get Eric Comrie back, what will it look like overall for this team in the net? That's a great question, right? And it, it's it's so difficult to predict. We'll start with Anderson, right? Because um, he, he's been incredible to to the extent where he's been on this pitch count, right? He they've been very very cautious with with how they've played him, how many games he's getting, and he is seventh in the NHL in save percentage right now. Uh, he's twentieth in goal saved above expected. I mean, he's. He's putting up starter numbers, but it's, you know it's because they're being very conservative and and you know resting him as necessary. So uh, he's been a fantastic backup. He'd, he'd be the ideal backup if you were a team with an established starter, right? Um, which the Sabers clearly aren't. Uh, Lukanen's been up and down, right? And, and you know his whole kind of Rochester career has been up and down, right? I think the biggest thing with him is has always been consistency. Uh, you know, he's the type of goalie who kind of makes himself small in the net, like how big he is, right? And 
And that hasn't really changed, though. You know, he's had spurts of, you know, four games in a row where he's putting up a .950 in Rochester, and then he puts five games in a row where it's a .87, right? So um, I was hoping for some more consistency from him. I mean, obviously, like you just said, his, his last game against Colorado was stellar. I thought he was the best player on the ice. Um, you know, and then you get games like Tampa and, and St. Louis and, you know, just where he wasn't quite as good. I mean, even that uh, Columbus game where, you know, the team around him was basically coasting at that point. Um, he, he let in some easy ones. So uh, consistency is the main thing. And then when Comrie comes back, I mean, he's only played, what, 10, 11 games maybe. So I think the organi- organization is going to want to see more of him in a starting role. Uh, that probably means UPL gets sent back down to Rochester. Uh, because I think the the main goal for him this season is to play games, right? Uh, they they want to see him put together a, a full season worth of work and, and not get hurt, right, and, and test his conditioning. So uh, Don Granato actually mentioned it at the beginning of the year that he felt that UPL's conditioning ha- had improved greatly this season, which I didn't realize was, was a you know, an organizationally an issue uh, with him. So I think that's that's kind of good to see. And then, yeah, I don't know that he did enough to really justify staying in the NHL. Um, and then again, like I said, they want him to play games, and he didn't do anything to really um, replace Eric Comrie uh, as a starter. But if Comrie comes back and, and kind of continues to struggle, maybe they make a change there. So we'll see. It's it's a fluid situation, as it kind of always tends to be with goaltenders. Yeah, were there any underlying numbers on Eric Comrie before his injury that made it seem like he was a victim of some bad luck, as goalies I mean, tend to be all AHL the time? defensive core almost. <laughs> that also doesn't help either. That, um, but is there anything right, positive yeah. about what we can expect maybe when he does return to the ice? That Maybe the, the, the numbers you see on a hockey reference page, for example, don't tell an entire story. Yeah, um, so, you know, like you alluded to, the, the defensive core was, was pretty badly uh, – you know, slimmed out while he was while he was playing. Um, you know, it's kind of in the midst of them losing what four starting defensemen at some point. So uh, that that's a big part of it. And you know, one of the things that the Sabers uh, let up a lot of, and, and that has reduced pretty significantly here as of late, is odd man rushes. Right? Uh, expected goal models, I find, especially the public models, um, tend to let's say undervalue the propensity for an odd man rush to result in a goal. Uh, I feel. So goalies get maybe inordinately punished when they're on a team that does let up a lot of odd man opportunities, which the Sabres did while Comrie was hurt. If they can, or while he was healthy, rather, if they can continue to um, mitigate those chances against when he comes back, I think you'll see his numbers improve just inherently, you know, by that alone. Um, You know, I don't know the the extent or severity of his injury. I don't know how long it's going to take him to really get back in the groove, right. To feel a hundred percent healthy. Um, but yeah, there, there's reason to believe. I don't think he'll do much worse. Uh, his his goal saved above expected numbers were were very poor. However, like I said, circumstances around his his situation were, were not ideal. So um, I guess we'll see. It, it'll be you know it'll be interesting. I think a lot of it is kind of predicated on how quickly he can kind of get back in the groove after being out for so long. Yeah, and hopefully they uh, hopefully they also just play better against this Coyotes team that. It was one of their poorest showings of the season uh, when Arizona was here. So it would be nice to get a little bit of revenge in a sense of just win the game that you were supposed to, dang it, uh, when it comes to Sabres and Coyotes tonight. Anthony, of course, let the good people know where to read your work, where to hear you, and, of course, um, where to make sure that um, we avoid 
Mike Harrington. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at expectedbyanth, A-N-T-H, and then uh, all my written work is on expectedbuffalo.com. And, uh, you know, you can listen to the Expected Buffalo podcast, which we put one out weekly. Usually we try to. Um, but, uh, yeah, check it out. We've, we've got a lot of great content that just went up. Uh, Eddie's been kind of covering some bandit stuff for us, too, which is uh, another kind of feature we've had this year. And uh, if you want even more info on the goalie topic, I, I went in the time machine this week and looked at goaltending last time the Sabres made the playoffs and, you know, how it kind of translates to – this team, who I feel is, in terms of on-ice production, extremely similar to the 2009-2010 Sabres. The only difference is they had a Vesna candidate in net, actually Vesna winner, I should say, and, and we don't. So um, interesting stuff going up. Chad just put up a really great piece, too, mm-hmm. uh, this week. And so we're, we're keeping the content flowing, and uh, we appreciate everyone who continues to support our work. Um, you guys are the reason we do it. You know, I mean, it's not it's not like I could, uh, hey, you know what, I'd, I'd rather hear from you on these airwaves than, uh, than a certain curmudgeon. So, uh, hey, that's me playing favorites, it, but right also, here. huh? I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought you in for a reason. Uh, so, Anthony, thank you as always. It's always good to hear from you, always good to talk about this stuff and get a little different perspective than most people would be able to hear. So... Being able to hear the underlying numbers and even what they would mean and what they translate to is another way to help fans learn and develop their learning for the game of hockey. So thank you for always being readily available, both you and Chad, uh, to be on the station. Yeah, man, that's what it's all about. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, go Sabres. Go Sabres, and uh, until next time, Anthony, we'll be talking to you. Yeah. All right, later. Anthony Scandra of Expected Buffalo on the West Her Hotline as Sabres and Coyotes. That is tonight. What time is it? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock tonight on our sister station, News Radio 930 WBEN. I just followed Anthony in real time. You weren't? I wasn't. I wasn't. I know. You can mock me. Tisk, tisk. Yeah, I know. You're missing out on some quality. Um, Not anymore. Okay, yeah. Well, now you're getting some quality uh, analytics posting and crap posting all at the same time. He's a great meme lord. Okay, first off. Donnie Meatballs was a nickname originated by him. The pterodactyl for Tage Thompson, that was an Anthony Scandra production. My life could have been so much better. (laughs) So, yeah, Anthony Scandra, he's always a good... He's always a good listen. He's always a good follow. So make sure you're following him at Expected by Anth and TH on Twitter. Hey, wait, hang on. By the Uh-oh. way, this didn't come up organically. We need to make a bingo card for this moron over here. <laughs> I did not think I was going to come on the radio for the first time in two years and hear Billy Mays get dropped. Did you hear that? Yep. <laughs> no. I did say that. Yeah. I forget the, the context Tage, now, The Tage Thompson step Wait, up. there's more. Yeah, but wait, there's yeah. more, yeah. Billy Mays, are you serious? I almost walked out of the studio. Why didn't you stop I me need then? To put a big, I forgot. I need to put a bingo card on the wall. Billy Mays? Come on. I am as unpredictable as I am smooth-brained, yeah, okay? I forgot. I forgot. It's been a little while. These brain, these, this brain doesn't get smoothed out for no reason. Hey, it didn't come up in context with Anthony because <laughs> it sounded like he was a little more... Just ready to go. No, it was... He was... He was a little more, you know, excited 
I guess. He, yeah, ready, he, he, talk, he was ready he talk, to go, yeah. He, he talked me off of what the goaltending might look like for the next yeah. couple of weeks or whatever with Comrie coming back and yeah. UPL. But I was super into the idea a couple nights ago of either freeing John Gibson mm-hmm. or I even entertained the idea of what it would take to get Carter Hart out of Philadelphia. Why don't they just steal Carl Vomelka from uh, Arizona tonight? Just take him on the bus? Yeah. Okay. Do you think they'll notice? No. They're tanking. Okay. Is he good? He's not bad. So they don't want him because they're trying to lose. They That's shouldn't what you're want trying him. Trying to yeah. say so if we took them, if we took Vamelka, they probably would say thank you. They'd be able to get on the inside track of uh, of very terrible Anaheim. Okay, so this is a Jonas Enroth scenario. Yes. Okay. Free him. All right, Vamelka. It is. Carter Hart would be super cool, but that might cost a lot. Carter Hart might cost a lot. Um, John Gibson would cost a lot. Uh, Vamelka, by the way, very happy that the Sabers not really uh, playing him, even though he's having himself a a bit of a rough season when it comes to goals against. Uh, it's a 3.11 GAA, but he's got a 9-11 save percentage on that team. Flyers are an expected mess, as we thought they would be with John Tortorella. Really? The team that employs Rasmus Ristolainen is a mess. No way. I'm yeah. so surprised. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, he scratched Kevin Hayes tonight, I saw, before the show started. He's their uh, top point getter on a team that averages 2.4 goals per game. Man, torts never change. Nope. Never change, Torts. I don't know how you keep getting coaching jobs, but never change. And also, Chuck Fletcher needs to be fired, but you know what? Let him stay for a little bit. Oh, I mean, right. You can trade us Carter Hart like, first. You like the... No, I no. I'm out, of, I'm out of that. Oh, you're out of that. You know how long I've been here now? It's my, I've been here for almost 10 yeah. years. Yeah, you have been. That's yeah. right. That's a good point. Not at the station, but I've been I'm, I'm pulling here. a Geary because I see Evan out yeah. of the corner of my eye just like waving his arms around what? like I used to do. Yeah. Um, oh... We don't have sponsors for this show. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, we're riffing about the Flyers. We're riffing, it doesn't we're get any about funnier the... than the Flyers right now. Uh, yes. But I also have a job to okay, get out nice. on time. We can get out on time the next You You work with Howard Simon, do you not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, trust okay. me. And, oh. and, and Jeremy and Joe and Nate. Those are a lot of humans that don't really care about your, uh, your log. Oh, I know. I'm just going to tell you. I used to be in that chair. I know exactly the pain you're going through right now. Welcome to the show. <laughs> if you want to riff on the Bills or the Sabres, it doesn't matter. If you want to get your take in, why don't you get in here? We got ourselves all day. As it's snowy, it's not snowing anymore in Amherst, but it's definitely probably still going down in the South Town. So obviously drive safe if you're listening. Thank you. And... um Kyle might create a bingo card for me next on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Kuto, Josh, give me a jersey, please. Like, sure, I want to game one. Like, Josh, like, if you out there, if you're watching this, like, yo, somebody clip this, Josh, send me it'll the jersey. It'll be here this like, week. Trust me, it'll be, it'll be at the facility. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even playing, like, yo, like. It's done. Man, like, yeah, Josh. Like, Josh Allen jersey coming to, to the start. Yeah, like, nah, That was Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons saying he wants a Josh jersey. Um, hey, man, they're at the Bill store. <laughs> you can go get them. They're on NFL.com. I think he even says game-worn. You know what? The guy's probably going to win defensive player of the year, so... You know, the problem is you're going to play us once... Once every four years. How do I know the exact confidence in that? There's no way the Cowboys are making the Super Bowl. Because Mike McCarthy will doom them somehow. And he's good at doing that. He is. As a matter of fact, it might be a certain road to destruction that I am not ready for. You know what they say, if you're good at something, you never do it for free. Exactly, and he does not do that for free. No, not at all. But you ready for this doomsday scenario? I think so. Tampa Bay leads the NFC South with a gross. What is their record now? Six and seven. Six and seven. Wait, what? Tampa? Yeah, right. Six and seven. No, I feel like it's six and eight. Hang well, on, six and seven. Their point differential is minus thirty. Ew. Yep. Ew. And that's not even the best point differential in the division. That's the Falcons at 5-8 and eight with minus 24. Yeah, they have the most points, 288. Yikes. Yeah. So, Tampa Bay at 6-7 and seven leads their division, right? Which means they would be able to host a playoff game. Against probably the best wildcard team. Who would that be? The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas 10-3 Cowboys. Easily the inside track for the five seed. It is going to be Dallas and Tampa in the first round. Collision course? Collision course. Oh, baby. Love me a good collision course. The problem is Mike McCarthy is so inept, we might see Tom Brady win a playoff game. Man. That just makes me want to throw up. Oh, you want to know what makes you throw up worse than that? Is that Tampa probably... Becomes the lowest seed to advance. I don't know. Maybe there's a spunky team that beats, say, I don't know, San Fran or something. Or Minnesota. Lions. The Lions will make it? Lions could make they it. They could be a little scary. They are a little. They are scary. They're figuring their defense out at the They're, pretty good time of the year. They are scary. They are a scary team. Um, and they're only a, a game and a half back. So it's very realistic. A team like the Commanders or Giants also could surprise. But I don't think that more than two wildcard teams would win. Uh, however, 
if Tom Brady goes and plays, say, Minnesota in the second round. Even with how fraudy Minnesota is, I still think that they're going to win. They're better than Tampa, but the problem is here's what happens. Then that game, because it's Tom Brady's possibly last football game ever, gets pushed to primetime. And then Kirk Cousins soils his pants because it's (laughs) primetime. And then Tom Brady inexplicably ends up in the NFC Championship game. And then I want to go play in traffic. How far we've come from the Christmas spirit discussion we just had what, an hour ago? Because Tom Brady has to ruin everything. Oh. And I do mean everything. The one thing, the one positive thing Tom Brady has ever done for me as a sports fan is openly make fun of Nate Geary on a podcast. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good zinger. That's it. Everything else, go away. I love doing radio and podcasts with you. <laughs> because, like, think about it. How many times do we have to deal with this insufferability of Tom Brady inevitably winning playoff games and then making me so nervous about seeing him in another Super Bowl? Dad, walk away. It's okay. You're only the greatest quarterback of all time. What more do you need to do? What, are you going to try to say shove it to your now ex-wife? Prove it to her by winning the NFC South with a sub-500 record? Oh, you really showed her, Tom. Good job. What a performance. I need him to start playing terribly down this stretch run and somehow like the Carolina Panthers win the NFC South. That's very possible. It's possible. But I'm not putting out any hope for it because of the doomsday scenario I just brought up on the airwaves. All right, let's see. Let's see how the matchups look this week. Who's Carolina? Carolina's got Mitch Trubisky starting for the Steelers. I thought today. He just threw three picks last week. (laughs) Well, it's because Pickett is still in concussion protocol. That's why he's starting. Right. But Mike. Mike Tomlin is going to have a below 500 record and. I don't know what needs to be fixed with that. This is Steelers not about team. Mike Tomlin. This is not about Mike Tomlin. Man, Tampa's got Cincinnati at home. Tampa's home. Yeah. Do we are we supposed to root for Tom Brady in this scenario? No. No. Are well, you sure? Die. No, he's got a good point. <laughs> no. He's got a good point. What good point? That's a that's a tenth win for Cincinnati, and you're already worried about Kansas City in the one seed situation in the First AFC. of all, Cincinnati's making the playoffs. I'm aware. Well, let's of that. accept that. There's more than just that that's at stake, though. I would rather they win the division. Because you have a propensity, you have more of a chance of playing Baltimore first than Cincinnati. I am not scared of Baltimore. No, I would, I I would love for be. I would love for Cincinnati and Kansas City to fight each other. Is Lamar Jackson going to end up playing another snap for Baltimore? This season, yes. After that, no. When this season ends, he's not a Raven. Where does he go? I don't know. But it's not going to be there. But yes, we absolutely should be cheering for Cincinnati. Tom Brady, go away. Because the scenario you're pointing out to me right now is Carolina plays Pittsburgh, Tampa plays Cincinnati. One of these is definitely more favorable than the other. 
Which, oh, by the way, Tom Brady lost to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that happened. They stink. It's their offensive line that stinks. Yeah. That's what. And he decided, instead of being married with you and hanging out with your kids, he decided, I'm going to go and get my butt kicked with a third string offensive tackle, a backup center, oh, and another injury. Why not? At 45. What kind of sense does that make? It only needs to make sense to him, Derek. Well, it shouldn't. I'm not going to disagree with you. It shouldn't. If it does make sense to him, go to therapy. Hey, we all got to set our lineups. There's <laughs> football in 15 minutes. There is. And uh, we could do a little quick uh, inside, in, inside track here on the three games coming up here in the next segment as I need to move on from being pissed about Tom Brady. This is Sports Talk Center. Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell, Evan Pasquale, as we are here with you until 2 o'clock when Bill's pregame gets going. You're listening to WGR. Final segment, our two Sports Talk Saturday as we're wrapping it up in the books, we got ourselves two guests. That's right, two guests in the next hour as we get back into Bills Heavy, getting prepped for Bills game day here and uh, our pregame getting started at 2 o'clock. But we'll have Elena Gensenberg at the top of the hour, then Aaron Quinn joining us at 1.30 so that we can get plenty of other thoughts and opinions from other sources to get ourselves ready to go for Bills and Dolphins this evening. We've been talking a lot of Sabres. Anthony Scandro of Expected Buffalo joined us in the first segment of this hour. So, if you're able to, or if you want to, uh, you could always listen to that on our app in on-demand audio when that goes up. Or you could even use the rewind function to hear from Anthony and all of the Sabres talk that we've been going through so far for you today. Is that the AC? I don't feel it yet. Do you I feel felt a, a cold breeze you just feel now. A draft? Yeah. Well, the snow did stop falling. So naturally, so that means that we have the air conditioning turned on here. I'm going to die. Oh, boy. This is what happens when I get in here. I just start spewing nonsense every now and then and just throw the show off the rails. Evan has no idea the crap that he's getting himself into when I'm on this mic. This is the first time you produce for him? Second, I think. Second, for, for yeah, this show. We, we did like a sports talk Sunday during Bill's training camp. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's something that is just, it's, I feel sorry for everyone that listens because I just take this show, just find the nearest bar of TNT and just slap it on there. TNT! And just, He's in Arizona. There we go. Ha ha! I get it. Zinger. There we go. Kyle Powell's on it. And that's been, and this is another one right here. This guy knows how to mess with me. Sometimes I'll just I'll look at him and just he gets a little nervous and he just keeps talking and I just, just I just I'll just sit here and he just goes. He just gives me his dumb little smirk and the next thing you know I go on some sort of stupid tangent like last segment. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's just how this goes. That's who I am. I'm not apologizing. You shouldn't. I should. Never should. Never should. It's not like I'm saying anything uh, barbarically stupid. Sometimes the best sportscasters are something, the ones... Something cheerleaders? <laughs> Sometimes... Oh, jeez. 
Sometimes the best sportscasters are the ones that are a little off the wall. Dude, I don't even care to be the best. I'm not Ash Ketchum. I don't need to be the best like no one ever was. Did you hear? Uh, I'm assuming you heard about it, yes. right? Yes. That is, that, that is ending. Ash Ketchum will no longer be the main protagonist of the Pokemon series. Oh, so bummer. my childhood is going to crumble away. I think that makes all, like all of us. Yeah. Any, any dork that is listening or any non-dork that just hates us right now. Uh, it's just like, what the hell? You're talking about Pokemon here in this last segment of the hour? Yes, I am. Because that's what happens. Because, again, bingo card. I was just going to say, that's another great bingo square. <laughs> oh, that's like the free space. Derek talks about something nerdy. Okay, yeah, yeah that's fair. Or it might be me, be me saying booty cheeks. One of those is the free square. We have no, to figure it out. It's still in the workshop. We'll, we still have to figure that out. We'll figure it out. But what we don't have to figure out is what comes up next, and that's Elena Gensenberg of ESPN joining us to talk Bills and Dolphins. On the other side here, Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell, Evan DePasquale. You're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.